This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Ali Sieratan filling in for Richard Serrett. He is away in Greece, and he'll be back on the show on Sunday, November 7th. If you'd like to have a look into the world that connects UFOs, angels, and gods, be sure to check out the website, my website, thinkagainproductions.com. How is it that um, the birth of civilization, um, the the polytheistic pantheon of the gods, uh, the angels of the Bible, the chariots and UFOs, how all of this connects together to form a single story that takes us from the cradle of civilization to the second coming of Christ. How does it all come together? Be sure to sign up for our series called Revelations from Revelation. In your mailbox, you'll be receiving an audio file that covers a chapter of the book of Revelation, and this will take you throughout the entire Bible. It's an absolute blessing, so make sure you go to the website, thinkagainproductions.com, and you sign up for the newsletter to get all of this information, and check out the documentary while you're there. It's free. Tonight's show, we have an amazing show for you tonight. Um, Could it be possible that in an ancient sacred document, a pattern has been left that gives us a revelation for the days in which we live today, for the 20 and 21st century? Is it possible that an ancient message has been encoded for us Well, tonight's guest, uh, who is someone that is now very well known, uh, has, in fact, such a message for us. Jonathan Kahn caused a worldwide stir with the release of his explosive first book, The Harbinger, which became an instant New York Times bestseller and brought him to national and international prominence. His next three books were also New York Times bestsellers, The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, The Paradigm, The Oracle, and now The Harbinger II, The Return. He was named along with Billy Graham and Keith Green, one of the top 40 spiritual leaders 
of the last 40 years to have radically impacted the world. Called the prophetic voice of this generation, he has spoken on Capitol Hill at the United Nations and to millions of people around the world. He's known for opening the deep mysteries of scripture and bringing forth messages of prophetic import. He leads Hope of the World Ministry, an international outreach of teaching, evangelism, and compassion projects for the world's most needy. And the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, a worship center made up of Jews and Gentiles, people of all backgrounds, just outside New York City in Wayne, New Jersey. And here he is here tonight to unravel this ancient mystery for us and to take us forward into his new book, Harbinger 2. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Great to be with you, Ali. Always great to be on the show with Richard and great to be with, back with you, uh, who, we, who we had wonderful time together in Canada. Yes, absolutely. It was, it was an amazing time. Um, the the year of jubilee uh, when yeah. you visited here. In wonderful. Fa- in fact, wonderful. that that it was being with you and the other people there um, that uh, led me. That was the beginning to led me to write the oracle from there, and also gave a confirmation of a future book while I was in the car with you. <laughs> you know, uh, so it was an amazing time, uh, and we have very, very wonderful people in Toronto. Uh, it was wonderful to be with you. Yes, absolutely. The convergence of things coming together in that trip was amazing and mind-blowing, and I look forward to reading your upcoming book. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a blessing to have you here. So, Many of the people who listen to The Conspiracy Show are familiar with your work. Um, However, there's uh, also other people who are listening tonight who may be hearing for the first time, and also people who will be listening later to the show um, as it's available to them that may have never heard of you before. So could we start by laying the foundation of your thinking. For those who've never read your first book, The Harbinger, which was published in 2011, give us a nutshell version, or even more than a nutshell version, really lay the foundation of your thinking for us as it was laid out in The Harbinger. Yeah, The Harbinger is, you know, the the title is The Ancient Mystery That Holds the Secret of America's Future. And it is a biblical mystery, a, a biblical template um, that is replaying in our day. And the, the, the ultimate thing is in the last days of ancient Israel, uh, before its destruction, there were signs or prophetic warnings, harbingers, that appeared in the land. And the, the, the amazing thing, the stunning thing, is those same harbingers, nine specific harbingers that appeared in the last days of Israel, are, have now appeared on American soil. Some have appeared in New York City, where around where I am. Some have appeared in, in Washington, D.C. Some took the form of objects. Some uh, involved ceremonies or rituals. Some involved American leaders. Even the president, more than one president, has been involved in this mystery. And it's stunning because it has everything to do with what has happened, where, where we have been, where we are, and where we are heading. There, these are the warnings. And uh, to give you uh, an example of that, um, Israel, ancient Israel, was a nation that knew God and was found, I mean, initially was founded on the, on the premise, on the, on the foundation of God, but turned away from him 
and drove him out of of its life, started uh, calling evil good and good evil, started lifting up their children as sacrifices, uh, promoted sexual immorality, started persecuting the, the people of God. And, and so there war- a warning came, and the warning came in the form of a strike on the land. And this is a biblical template. It happens more than once that before a nation's judgment comes this warning strike where a na- where a, an enemy invades a land it is it is temporary it is limited it's contained then it's over but it's a shaking it it's to call the nation back it's actually to avert the full destruction that would be coming if they didn't turn back to God. Well, it happened in in ancient Israel in the year 732 BC when the Assyrians invaded the land. And the prophet Isaiah gives a scripture, I mean, he, he actually gives, gives a prophecy, and he says the people, after this, this warning strike, the people have said, they said, the bricks have fallen in this attack, but we will rebuild with quarried stone. We're going to come back stronger. Um, and then it says the sycamore trees have been struck down, but we will plant cedar, stronger tree, or in Hebrew it says the eras tree, strong tree, in its place. In other words, we're going to come back. We're not going to repent. We're not going to come back to God. But we're going to come back stronger. We're going to build back better. We're going to come back greater than before. And and here and what, what Isaiah is saying, or what the Lord is saying through Isaiah, is they are sealing their judgment. This is the... This is the chance they've had to come back to God. And so from that, the nine harbingers appear. And they're based on that scripture, which, by the way, is Isaiah 9.10. Now, now you have America. Now, you, need, you, have, you have Israel was founded on, you know, on the Word of God. And you have another nation or civilization founded on the Word of God. And by the way, Canada, of course, is linked to America in this, uh, was founded on the Word of God and or was dedicated to God. And it, be, it became the most, you know, America became the most blessed nation on earth but uh, but the the thing is if uh, just as ancient israel turned away from god america has been turning now racing away from god and the warning so the, and actually by the way people don't realize this america was founded after the pattern of ancient israel the the puritans founded this nation to be another israel so the blessings kicked in but also the warning is that if we turn away from god the judgments that came on israel will come upon us so the the thing is we have also turned away we've also driven god out of our culture we've also offered up our children not not thousands but millions of unborn children we also have called evil good good evil we promoted immorality we have persecute we're beginning to censor the word of god so we've been racing away and so the same ancient mystery kicks in and with america that first strike that warning strike that comes years before the nation's full judgment or destruction that came on september 11th 2001 when a strike came on the land and just like with israel it was limited it was contained it was a shaking it was a call back but and it looked for a moment like america was coming back to god people flocked to churches but what happened is we started doing exactly what israel did and and the thing is this ancient scripture isaiah 9 10 and the nine harbingers started manifesting with 9/11. They started. They started uh, uh, coming. I mean, every single one of them, and not and not general uh, Ali, but specifically, they started manifesting um, where every single one of them. I can give you a little, you know, give your, the listeners a little taste of it. That is that is the the foundation of the harbinger. Well, yes, we, we, I want to look into that. 
Because why would it be, of all the things that have befallen the American Republic, why would it be that this would be the beginning of signs um, and warnings, this event of 9-11? So I, I do want you to tell us, what are these specific clues that need to capture our, our attention that tell yeah. us there's something more going on uh, than just hostilities between, you know, um, uh, some extremists and the United States, that God's hand is involved in this event, and, and there's a mystery behind it. Can you open that up for us? What are these yeah. indicators that point in that direction? Yeah, and, and one thing, Ali, that, that, you know, is that it's never, it's never been right since. I mean, it's, we've been on this trajectory. 9-11 was a key point in this, and it's a biblical point. So, yeah, um, there are nine. I'll just mention a few of them. Um, in that verse, you can unlock them from that verse, Isaiah 9, 10. Uh, when at first it says the bricks have fallen, and then we will, it says we will rebuild with quarried stone. Well, the first, one of the signs of this was basically the sign of falling bricks or falling buildings. That's what happened. That's what it's talking about, falling buildings. Well, of course, you have the falling buildings of 9-11. But then it says the people said we will rebuild with quarried stone. Well, in Hebrew, the word is gazit stone, and that refers to a, a gigantic, massive, rectangular block of stone. So they, they went to the quarries, and they, they said, we're rebuilding stronger, not, not the bricks anymore. And they laid them down where the bricks had fallen. Well, with America, you know, 9-11 happened. And then what happened was, a, 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 after 9-11, a gazit stone, biblical gazit stone, a massive rectangular bucket stone, appears in the sky over 9-11, is lowered down to the pavement, and this is, a, again, a biblical gazit stone, and with that, America begins vowing that we're going to come back stronger, better, you know, bigger without God. And actually, the, the, the governor of New York, he vows over the stone. They have a ceremony over the stone at Ground Zero, and vows that, that we're, we're doing this in the spirit of defiance. This is exactly what ancient Israel did. So, so this begins the building of a tower, and actually, in the Septuagint, which is, a, which is the uh, ancient Greek translation of the Hebrew Scriptures, when it gets to Isaiah 9.10, it, it, it says, the bricks have fallen, but come let us build for ourselves a tower. So a tower literally starts rising at, at ground zero. It's a sign of defiance. They're gonna, we're coming back bigger, stronger, higher, taller. That's what that tower is. But then it says... The sycamores have been struck down. Now, it wouldn't seem likely that there'll be a sycamore in you know, New York City. You don't picture that. Um, but the amazing thing is, in the last moments of 9-11, a beam from the falling tower, the North Tower, sends out a beam. The beam strikes an object. It's a, at ground zero. It's a tree. The tree is a sycamore. The sycamore is struck down. This is a biblical sign of national judgment. Struck down at ground zero. And, of course, the terrorists had no idea. They didn't know there was a sycamore there. It strikes down the sycamore, and they actually call it the They make it a symbol. They call it the sycamore of ground zero, having no idea biblically what this means. And it says, then it goes on. It says the sycamore has fallen, but we will plant cedar, a cedar in their place. Well, the Hebrew word is eresdri. It can be a cedar, but also means a member of the Panacea family can be a, you know, there's a certain kind of, of uh, tree, a conifer tree. So in the Hebrew, so the amazing thing, it says, so they, they took this other tree, strong tree, they, they planted it where the sycamore fell, and so uh, uh, after 9-11, a tree appears in the sky, 
over ground zero. It's being lowered into the same ground where the sycamore fell. And it is a biblical Erez tree. And it's, they have no idea what they're doing, but they're replaying this ancient mystery. They, they plant it in the same thing. where, where the, They plant the Erez tree where the sycamore fell. They have a ceremony around it. They, they call it the tree of hope. It's a symbol. We're coming back. We're coming back. But they have no idea they're performing this ancient ritual. Now, Ali, on top of all that, on the day, well, the day after 9-11, now, this is, the, America makes its response to this. It gives its response to 9-11. They gather in the Capitol, on Capitol Hill, and the leader of the Congress, the Senate Majority Leader, Tom Daschle, gets up, and he's the one to present the response to America and the world. And he gives a speech, and as he, conclude, as he gets to the end of a speech, the pinnacle of a speech, he says, there is a word from Isaiah that speaks to us now, and then out of his mouth comes the ancient vow of judgment pronounced by the leaders of ancient Israel on their nation in its last days. He pronounces it on America. He has no idea what he's doing. He thinks it's a, it's a, it's a positive thing. He's pronouncing judgment. He says the bricks have fallen. We will be, this, the whole thing, he's identifying America as the nation under judgment, and he's, and he's identifying 9-11 as the beginning of the biblical mystery. Now, he has no idea about the harbingers, yet he, says, he speaks about the sycamore that will be that struck down and he has no idea that it's just being found that day. There is a sycamore. He speaks of the Gazette stone that will, and well, it's going to happen uh, two years later. It's going to appear in the sky. He speaks about the Erez tree. He speaks of all, he has no idea it's going to happen. And, and then at the end of his speech, he says, after he says Isaiah 9:10, he pronounces it. He says, that is what we will do. In other words, America is going to follow the ancient judgment mystery of ancient Israel and that's exactly what has happened since then. And by the way, Ali, he wasn't the only one. John, I mean, just part of the mystery, John Edwards, on, on the anniversary of 9-11, this is, he was running for, he's a senator running for vice president, on the anniversary of 9-11, three years later, he, he says, I'm going to do a, a speech, and the whole speech is going to be based on one verse from the Bible, and the entire speech was based on Isaiah 9-10. He has no idea what he's doing. This thing comes up again and again and again. And so it is, this is where it all began, but every single one, I just gave a little taste of it, and this is in the first book, The Harbinger, but every single Harbinger has appeared, and, it has, and the mystery, Ali, has not stopped. That's what led to The Harbinger, too, because everything that we're gonna was get into that. Then we're gonna has get in- continued to this day. And we're going to get into Harbinger, too, and we have two hours with each other. We're going to really open this up so that I, if I understand this correctly, so you're saying that the verse from Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 10, holds in it the key to understanding this connection that seems to be coming naturally. No one is, you know, it's not contrived. No, there's no one's trying to make this happen, but just the way the events are unfolding and even what the leaders are proclaiming points to these words of Isaiah coming to life. The bricks have fallen, but we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place, or Erez, as you're mentioning the Hebrew. So, if I understand this correctly, you're saying that in ancient times, God sent the Assyrians as an instrument of judgment against the northern kingdom of Israel. And as the protective hedge fell and the Assyrians had their first strike, this was a warning 
And instead of having a contrite spirit and seeking strength in God, um, the northern kingdom uh, went on kind of a pride and and self-righteousness and claimed this word of Isaiah um, as as the revealing of what was really in their hearts and minds, that they would build stronger, that they would make it better so that next time when the Syrians came, they could withstand. But on the contrary, by by taking this approach of not having humility, um, they were essentially proclaiming judgment over themselves and going deeper in trouble. And you're saying that the same markers of judgment that befell ancient Israel appeared um, in the context of the events of 9-11. That's very interesting, fascinating. Now, you mentioned towers. I can't help but to think that Manhattan is a city of towers. Is there a mystery uh, that connects uh, all of this to, to this whole idea of falling towers? Tower, tower, yeah, yeah. Well, what, one of the one of the signs of, I mean, it's it's there in Isaiah nine ten when it says the bricks are falling, it's talking about falling buildings, falling towers. One of the signs of national judgment that I actually get into in the Harbinger too is that of that is that of the fall of towers. It says you know the judgment comes against every high thing, and and specifically it says against all the high towers. This is a classic biblical sign of judgment. And Manhattan, as you said, is the place of the towers. It's, it's the place of more than that. There's a several biblical convergences that point out that, that if you would, we had known this before, if we'd known the biblical um, template, we could say, yes, it's going to be New York City, it's going to happen in this way. But yeah, when, when the, the towers represent the pride of man and represent, you know, the, the, the World Trade Center represented America in its glory, you know, supposedly, you know, this was the, the, the American civilization. So the casting down of the towers is a warning of the coming casting down of the nation. If it doesn't turn back, it will crumble like that tower. Absolutely amazing. Um, and the towers, you know, when, when I think of the first sign of pride in the, in the stories of the Bible, I'm reminded of Nimrod who gathered the nations after the flood uh, to build a tower, it seemed, that reached all the way into the heavens um, and and rallied the world. So so that really became the sign of of pride, and and, and it didn't go well then, and you're saying that that has carried all the way into the American century, that even America's towers can fall uh, as a sign of something that is rising, a pride that is rising against God that needs to be humbled. When yeah. we come back from yeah. from the break, we're, 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 we need to take a small break. Um, so hold on, don't go anywhere. When we come back, I want to dig deeper into Harbinger 2 and look at the other mysteries that you've really opened up in the second book. You've taken us so much deeper in the understanding of why is it that the events of 9-11 were in fact a harbinger uh, from the Lord God. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few minutes. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Ali Sierratan filling in for Richard Sarrett. We're here with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn as uh, he's um, un- revealing to us the mystery of the harbinger. We're about to 
launch into his new book, Harbinger 2, where he digs deeper and continues these shakings, these these warnings that are coming from God to the United States, uh, the most powerful nation on earth. Um, um, it seems that these warnings are continuing. So, Rabbi Khan, in your new book, Harbinger 2, what does the Harbinger 2 reveal? Yeah. Yeah, the, when, when I wrote The Harbinger, I knew it, the mystery wasn't finished. It was beginning. It, 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 even the template is, this is, that was the beginning of the, the, the unfolding of a nation's judgment. But it, in no way was it finished. It, first of all, the, so the question, has, have there been more Harbingers, number one? Has it continued? Um, has has the, the unfolding, the, the judgment drama, has it continued with America? Is it affecting the entire world? Is there more to the mystery? Um, there are things that, you know, when I, when I wrote The Harbinger, I, first of all, I did not put in there because there was so much. So the first part is called the unrevealed, and that is, that is the things that began with 9-11 that are affecting us to this day that I did not put in there, and things that actually came to me after I wrote The Harbinger as well. Secondly, there, the, the second part is called The Manifestations, and that is what actually has happened since then, since 9-11, and since I wrote The Harbinger, because that, that, that came out, as you said, later, 2011 and 12. Um, it has continued. Have the Harbingers continued? Well, they have. There have been more Harbingers that have come out that are warning, that are ominous, that, have, that are powerful and big. So that's the second part. The, the third part is, is it's called The Coming, and that is what is happening now. The shakings that have come upon us from everything from, you know, from COVID to the to the really to the really the breakdown of America, the disorder, all the things that's happening, the plague that's still on us, all these shakings that have changed our lives. Could it be part of the mystery? And when you know, I'll tell you how the Harbinger Two came about. When when I you know I knew that one day I would write, I would have I, it was going to come to write the Harbinger Two, but I knew I couldn't just do it until the time was right. It had to be. And so in 2019, I'm praying, you know, at the end of the year, I'm praying, okay, Lord, what's the next book? And I got it strongly that it's the Harbinger 2, and I got it strongly also that 2020 was going to begin a time, it's going to be a year, and, and more than a year, of great shakings. And I spoke about this publicly. It's going to be great shakings, and it was going to be the, the continuation, the resuming of the, of the Harbinger template, the mystery. It's going to come upon America, come upon the world. And so I had to begin writing the Harbinger 2 to, to warn God's people, those who listen, and anyone who will listen to, first of all, to reveal what is, what's really happening, what's behind it, what, where is it leading, and how to be ready and prepared for the future to prevail in it. So I started working on the Harbinger 2 um, at the, the very start of, of 2020, January. And then two months later, by the, the time of March coming, the shakings began. The shakings began. So this is everything from what was that I could not reveal to what has been since and the continuation and where we are now and where we're heading. Wow, incredible. Can you tell us um, you know, about the mystery of the gate? What is yeah. the mystery of the gate? That is something that you cover in Harbinger 2. Yeah, and you were kind of—I mean, you—you you, you kind of began that when you asked when you spoke about the towers and the biblical signs. Well, one of the signs of a nation's judgment uh, is that 
when judgment begins, it begins at the gate. The gate was the sign that represented the nation, represented the power, represented all those things. When the enemy appears, appears at the gate. The enemy is at the gate. Um, in the the Bible, it speaks about says the enemy it speaks about judgment. The enemy will besiege you at your gate. So the biblical principle is that judgment begins at the gate. And so the, here's the question: Does America have a gate? Well, it's not a walled city, but it does. The gate of America was, is, has always been New York City. Judgment must begin there, New York City. And so when, and one of the signs of judgment is the enemy appears at the gate. So the enemy appears at the gate of America, New York City. You spoke about, it had to be that way. It had to be. Then you spoke about, before about, you asked about the towers, and we began speaking about that, how towers are part of that. So a part of the judgment, the fall of towers of a nation's judgment. Well, not only that, Ali, but the ancient gate was such that there were towers linked to the gate. There was a tower on one side of the gate, a tower on the other side of the gate, and the watchman would be there. And the towers would be identical. The towers would be twin towers. So what do you have? Not only do you have the, the, the enemy appearing at the gate of America, but you have the enemy specifically, just as in ancient times, striking the twin towers at the gate. And not only that, but it wasn't just that the enemy attacked uh, New York City, the gate of America. But notice where 9-11 took place. It took place in that corridor between you have the Statue of Liberty on one side of the, of the, of the river and you have the World Trade Center. The, the planes that struck New York City each crossed the, literally the gateway of the gateway. They're literally, the, the World Trade Center was not just New York City. It was at, literally at the gateway on the other side of the Statue of Liberty. Each one happened. So when you see that happening, it is a sign of biblical judgment to that nation. And it's not the end. It's the beginning. Because when the enemy appears at the gate, it's the first. It's the first sign of coming judgment. Right. It's the breach. Um, yes. I think you mentioned the the month of Tammuz and the breach of the walls of Jerusalem uh, when the Babylonians were coming was only the beginning of judgment that ultimately culminated in the destruction of the city and the temple and the exile of the Judeans uh, to Babylon. Yes. Uh, so, so this is kind of comparable to, to that. The breach has now occurred on 9-11. Yes. Absolutely. Very, Absolutely. Very. And, and these are, it's almost like with 9 11, it's not just one, it's like all these things, all these biblical signs converge. It's not one thing, it's like everything from, I mean, there's so much, and everything from, from the harbingers to the gate to the tower to the breach, as you said, every single one. It's amazing. I mean, there's too much to cover. How can people get hold of your book and read it? Because the, the, people really have to see this for themselves to believe it. It's in, incredible how you've woven all of this together. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, the Harbinger Two is. I mean, the Harbinger is also available everywhere. But the Harbinger Two is available everywhere, um, from you know, a, from Amazon to Barnes and Noble. But you can go uh, if you go online right now, you'll see it. It's everywhere, and so you can get that. And we, and we just, uh, my, I would urge you not only to get it for yourself to know what's happening, what's coming, but also get it to those in your life who need to know. You know that a lot of people buy for other people, so as well. So it's really everywhere. 
You know, one thing that amazes me looking back at the events of that day is the Pentagon, because there was this yeah. myth about the Pentagon that even a bird could not fly over that building without yeah. being shot down. So did, did this, the Pentagon yes. have to do with, with the ancient mystery of the Bible that yeah. you're explaining? Yeah. One, one thing, Ali, right there is, notice what the Pentagon is. You know, one of the things is, you know, we said that the wall, we said the tower, and the, uh, the kind of the, the trilogy, the, the third part of that, uh, I mean, as far as the, I'm sorry, the gate and the tower, but the third part is the wall. It wasn't just that the, the enemy, you know, went to the gate, went to the, to struck the tower, but breached the wall, as you said. Well, America doesn't have walls like that, but America does have a wall, and the wall is represented by the Pentagon. The Pentagon is the defense of America. It is the wall of America. And not only is it like that, but it's actually set up like a wall. It's set up like a fortress. It is modeled after a fortress with five concentric walls. So the breaching of the wall, as you alluded to, is the beginning of the sign. Well, the Pentagon specifically is the wall and specifically was breached. So it wasn't just New York City, it was that. But there's something else, because one of the principles of judgment is that when a nation's being judged, the, the nation's powers are exposed it, it are, are broken actually it's its foundations are exposed and so you notice what happens one of the powers of america is the pentagon representing um you know representing the the, the military power of america and so so it was struck so you got that it's it, it struck there so but when was the pentagon you know begun well it, it was built in 1941 1941 is the same year that America began its rise to military superpower. It entered World War II, came out as a superpower of the world, military superpower. That same year, um, they, America builds this, this, this new symbol and, and center of its military power, the Pentagon. When did it begin? It began when they gathered on the Potomac River, and they, they laid the ground, um, and they started building the Pentagon. When was it? The Pentagon was born, was begun, was born... On September 11th, 9-11. Incredible. So it was struck on the day of its birth. The Lord says, I will uncover the foundation. Literally. And, and, and to add to that, um, Ali, is you have that with the Pentagon. That's the military power. What's the other power in America? The economic power. Well, what is the center of that? New York City, as we said. So both places are struck. But not only that, both buildings are symbols of each of the powers, the World Trade Center, economic. But when, was, when did New York begin? When, you know, when did this economic power begin? It began when Henry Hudson discovered it. When did that happen? New York City was born on September 11th, the same day, the same day. So both powers wow. were born long before we knew about 9-11. It was the birth of American power. And the warning that both were struck on the same day, the warning is that all of America's power come from, come from God. But if it turns away from God, then those powers will be broken and will come crumbling down. No, that's incredible. The the there was also a mystery ship that appeared that day, and I was uh, looking at at pictures of that uh, today. Well, we'll be back in a few minutes to continue our conversation with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Don't go anywhere. This is only the beginning. It's getting much more interesting. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. 
Welcome back, uh, everyone, to The Conspiracy Show. Richard Surratt is in Greece until uh, November 7th. Um, uh, I am the host tonight, Ali Seratan, and we are here with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn um, discussing this ancient biblical mystery that's manifested in our time. The signs of judgment have appeared, it seems, over the most powerful nation on earth calling it back to its foundations. Um, so we're just talking about the um, the mystery ship that appeared on 9-11. I was watching, looking at pictures of this today. It looked like something out of a movie where you could see the dust of the buildings and this, you know, 400-year-old looking ship in the uh, on the water. What was that all about? Yeah, it goes back to the biblical mystery of, and by the way, you let me say that with this, um, when I wrote the Harbinger, I didn't, you know, this this was after I didn't know all these, you know, these things. There is so much more, and the thing is that that the biblical mystery of the exposing of foundations. He says, you know, that which I built up, the Lord says, I will break down. You know, I, I said that which I planted, I will uproot. So it goes back to the foundation of these powers. So we saw with the Pentagon 9-11, we saw with New York City being struck on 9-11, all the days of their birth of these powers of America. Well, when America was discovered, you know, it was Henry Hudson, and uh, it was on 9-11, and the, the boat sailed up the Hudson River. Well, on the day of 9-11, the attack, um, you know, people were rushing to the to the harbor, and it was all, there was mist and smoke all over the place. And through the mist comes this ancient ship. The, you know, they look, and it's the image, it's a recreation of of the half moon, the, the ship of Henry Hudson, of the birth of, Amer- of, of New York City and the birth of America's economic power coming up through the mist. So here is a symbol of the birth, the planting, and then yet it's coming through all the, now the destruction, all these things. And so it's the, it's the birth, it's the, the planting and the uprooting. It's the, of the power of America. All come together, and that's what they saw. A lot of people didn't, had no idea what it was. You know, but people were just, you know, in that ship recreating Hudson's journey on that day, and all those things happened. And you know, uh, also, Ali, the first structure at the bottom, and by the way, th- even where this was all born, it was not just New York City, it was the bottom of New York City. Well, that's where the World Trade Center was. And the first structure built to the beginning of, of American economic power on New, York, on New York was a trade center. It was a, a, a Dutch trade center at the bottom. So now a trade center is now brought to the ground. This represented America has risen so high, brought to the ground, and then you have this, like, ghost ship coming up the waters that represented that very day. Wow. Incredible. I mean, we see these patterns in the Bible, like the story of the Passover, you know, is a pattern that points to the first and second coming of the Messiah. Um, even, you know, when Jesus is asked to talk about the the end of the age, he says it'll be like the days of Noah and Lot. Even some people see the events of, uh, of Hanukkah, of Antiochus Epiphanes, foreshadowing the last three and a half years of history. So there are many patterns um, in the Hebrew Scriptures 
that point to future history, uh, historical events. But this is amazing that, that this is a pattern that points to the United States, not to Israel, but to another country um, that was also, you're saying, consecrated to God uh, um, on the very grounds uh, that of what eventually became um, the World Trade Center. Um, we... We can we could get into that. We we're, we're we're getting ready for another break in a, in a second. But can you just um, point to point us in that direction? The ground uh, was this the ground of con uh, where yeah. the country yeah. was consecrated to God and the foundation yeah. was laid yeah. bare. And and, and, and Ali, it says you know it's interesting that you said that because you remember there's a scripture that says these things were for our example it says these things say that paul's writing and he's particularly writing of the judgment of israel but the word example also can be taken as the as as a a paradigm you know and you know it literally a template and so god did this because he speaks through this and when he and things come you'd expect he would speak through his word and he does so yeah one of the the mysteries is that when judgment came to ancient israel actually judah um, the judgment or the destruction returned to the very ground where the nation was dedicated to God, consecrated to God in prayer. And because it was a sign, you know, this was the Temple Mount where Solomon dedicated it, and it was a sign that God was saying, listen, you have a covenant, you broke it, now this is all broken, and God was calling them to return back. Well, does America have a consecration ground? Well, the amazing thing is that America was consecrated to God, and it happened on the, the very first day of America as a as a uh, fully um, a fully constituted nation, and that happened on on George Washington's inauguration when the first time he had a president and a Congress, all those things. And so on the day on that day, Washington gives a prophetic warning. I won't go into it; it's in the Harbinger. Gives a prophetic warning of what will happen if we ever turn away from God, and and nine eleven was that. But not only that, then he leads the government over to a, a little chapel, and they pray and dedicate America to God on its first day. And so where was that? We find that out. We have a mystery. Well, it was in the nation's capital, but the capital wasn't Washington, D.C. It wasn't Philadelphia. The first capital of America was New York City. And it wasn't just New York City. It was the, it was the, the southern district, the south of New York City, where Ralph were 9-11. And it wasn't just that. America was dedicated to God on ground zero. Ground zero is the consecration ground of America. And so the ancient mystery, the destruction returns to the same ground. And on that day, when, when it came to that ground, there was a shockwave that went forth from ground zero, and it struck the very foundation of the place where Washington gave the warning of what would ever happen if America turns away from God and cracked the foundation. So it all converges, and the, and the the, the, it's not only a sign that we've fallen from the foundation, but that God is saying, return. Wow. Wow. The ground of concentration, the consecration, the towers uh, of commerce, uh, the, the beginning of the might of America, the economic mark, the military might, the gate of the United States, all of these things. Incredible, incredible convergences. We will be back with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn in a minute. We're going to dig deeper. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ali Sieratan sitting in for Richard Serrett tonight. He'll be back on November 7th. 
We have Rabbi Jonathan Kahn with us explaining this incredible, incredible prophetic word uh, really to the most powerful country in the world at, at a um, crucial time in, in the history of the United States and also in, in the history of the world. I mean, the world has never been the way it is. Uh, Seven billion people uh, technologically so advanced, you know, uh, unlocking the atom, sending rocket ships to the moon, and genetic science. Where is all this going? And Israel, uh, which has become a nation in our sight again, and the fulfillment of many people believe biblical prophecy, and it's the middle of this world we live in that appears, the warnings, um, the harbinger as of, of 9-11, um, and they continue. Is the shaking that's happening now in America, Rabbi Khan, part of the ancient mystery? And does the Harbinger too? Um, why is it happening? And where is it all heading? Yeah, well, yeah. The, the short answer is yes. And as as it, the mystery begins with the Harbinger, it again does not stop. And the things that have happened from the plague that has especially hit America in specific places is all part of this. It's, and this is why, um, Ali, before the year ever, before it all happened, I had this strong sense, this strong that I had to write this now because this year the shakings were coming. And there's a whole thing to this. I mean, in fact, the largest chapter in the Harbinger 2 is called The Plague, because there is so much behind this that we can get into. And even the timing of it, the places of where it struck, what is happening, um, things. And, and, you know, if we have time, I think we will, because um, I'll even share things that happened after I wrote The Harbinger 2 that have continued this mission. It's not even in the book, because but the book, you know, uh, lays the ground for it. Um, that have happened since then, but it's not only you know it it's the there there are the things that happened then, and it has um it it has then been since that day since nine eleven up to this day it hasn't stopped. This is a window of time, and one of the things about in the biblical template is that that's what happens after that first strike comes a window of time where the nation is given a chance to come back to God. And if it doesn't come back to God, then the shakings resume, and it ultimately leads to judgment or destruction. And that is where we are going. That 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 if we do not turn back, and I'll I will share. I know we have we have more time coming up. I will share the the the, the harbingers that have happened since then, and you know, and exactly why this year, what well, this past two years, what has had to happen with COVID. All these things are all part of the mystery, and then also. Is there hope? You know, and well, you know, is there talk, hope for this? And this if it is, what is it? And what do we need to know to prevail? Absolutely, we we have another second hour to 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 dig deeper into what has happened since you've written the book, and also where's the hope of of all of this. But tell me about the timing because you just brought up the timing. What is this nineteen year mystery? Okay. Um, one of the things about, you know, in, in the template of the Harbinger 
is that with the Har- actually the Harbinger starting with that, but I only I actually allude to this in the original book. I had a you know you know Ali, I don't usually have a t- time to read my books because I don't have time. I write it, but I had to look back and I was like, whoa, as I blown away. But in in the Harbinger, it's set up for this, and then I answer it in the Harbinger too, and that is the questions asked: How long is it between that first strike in the template of the enemy? And the and when the greater shakings come, and in and and it actually begins to answer it in the harbinger, but and it says that that you know with the ancient mystery when, when the ancient template happened with Jerusalem, the first strike came in 605 BC. That's when the Babylonians struck Israel or, or struck Jerusalem. They they made their incursion. That was the first strike. But it wasn't the it wasn't the the greater shakings. The greater shakings came later. When did they come? They came in the year. 586 BC. So if you take 605 and take 586 BC, it's, you know, and actually the Harbinger says it's about 20 years, but I was just, I was saying about, but it's 19 years. Exactly. And so, so that's, you have this 19 year mystery. It's, this is, it's a thing, the Bible speaks of the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar. This happened. The judgment, judgment is linked to this 19 thing. Well, here's the thing. When did the first strike happen with America? It happened on 9-11, but the year was 2001. So when would the 19th year be, and could it be a year when greater shakings begin? Well, if you take 2001, add 19, you get 2020, the very year that the greater shakings begin, the year when COVID comes, the year when the plague comes on our lives. I mean, it strikes the world, but particularly strikes America. The year when, when you know, fires rage in the cities of America. We have, ne- we have never come back since that, you know. I mean, from this, I mean, even now we so build back better. We are still being torn apart. But, and, and so the, the plague, so with the 19th year, and it happens like clockwork. And, you know, and I'm not just saying this now. For years, I was looking at the year 2020 since I wrote The Harbinger and saying, will this be a year when the shaking, greater shakings come? Exactly, it exactly was. And when Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, speaks of the 19th year, um, he speaks about what will happen. And one of the things he says is going to happen is a plague will come upon the land in the 19th year. Well, that means a plague will come upon America in, the, in 2020. Well, it did. And think about what's the name of this plague. The name, of course, is COVID, and then the number 19. I see. Very interesting. And speaking of this pattern of timing, um, you spoke about a judgment against the economic realm, since the might of America is also economic. Um, the, in, the, in 2001, uh, when the events occurred, um, by the end of September, the, really, the stock market took a hit. And yes. seven years later, in 2008, it took another hit. And then 2015, and and this this idea yes. that there is a mystery of the Shemitah, which yes. is the sabbatical year of the resting of the land, a biblical decree. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, and the, and the mystery of the Shemitah be, really begins also in the Harbinger. Then I followed it because people were saying, okay, what you know, it's it's coming again. So I wrote the mystery of the Shemitah as the second book. But it begins with the harbinger, and that is, yeah, that is this biblical 
pattern of the seven-year mystery that every seven years, the economic realm would kind of come to a halt. Um, the financial realm would kind of be wiped clean. You, you know, the debts would be wiped out. All these things would be wiped out. Financial accounts wiped out. I mean, it was a blessing. It was to be a rest year. But later on, it becomes actually a judgment. The, the 70 years in captivity of Israel in Babylon were all based on the seventh year, the sabbatical years that they or the or it's called in Hebrew the Shemitah. So so it actually becomes a sign of judgment. And by the way, this is also used in Daniel nine. It's based on the Shemitah. That gives the timing, uh, exact timing when Messiah is going to come. And the last seven year period is the tribulation period, which is Revelation the second. So it all goes back to this mystery. But the amazing thing is when nine eleven happened, as you said, it, the, and it wasn't just that the financial realm was symbolically broken by the the World Trade Center, but right after the stock market, when it reopened after 9-11, comes the greatest point crash in American history, not just in the Shemitah year. It was the year of the Shemitah, which means breaking down or, or falling down. You know, But also, it was the exact day when appointed every, oh, it comes once every seven years. On the exact day, it actually collapses, and, you, and the number seven is filled with it. You, it, it, it was left, it was seven, seven percent that was, that was wiped down, and you see seven all over the place on this thing. And then, and seven, seven, and then when you go seven years later to the exact date, it's not just seven years, to the next day of the Shemitah, not just a year, but the exact day when financial accounts are wiped out, you have the other greatest point crash in American history. It happens exactly seven biblical years to the day, to the hour. It actually happens to the hour. And how many points are wiped out? Seven, seven, seven. You know, and so you have that thing. And, you know, now, I want to say this, you because know, when I wrote the Mystery of the Shemitah, I said from the beginning, listen, you can't put God in a box. Nothing has to happen, but be ready either way. Be ready for something or not. Now, it, now it, sometimes it happens more dramatically, sometimes it happens less dramatically. But even in the next one, 2015, was another uh, series of events economically and trade and, and bonds and all sorts of stuff um, that also was another thing that happened. Um, so now we are entering another year of the Shemitah. And we have begun, the peak comes in, in um, next autumn, it comes in 2022, it has begun now, usually if, when something dramatic happens, it usually happens towards the end, but there's, listen, we don't, we're not going to put a God in a box and never say God has to do something, but be aware of it. If you want to know about that, that's the book called The Mystery of the Shemitah. Yes, very, very interesting that, so in 2022, we'll have another seven-year cycle, and so we'll watch for this. We'll see yeah. if after the shakings that have increased since the plague uh, that happened on the 19th year, let's see if it is followed up by another sign of judgment uh, in the economic realm next year, which would confirm uh, uh, the, this pattern of thinking that you're presenting to us. Um, inflation is going, going out of control. Everyone is saying that it's going to come back down. But if it doesn't, then then the um, uh, powers that be, the Federal Reserve, uh, will have to tighten prematurely, and that could definitely cause a massive, massive crash. So that's that's something that you know we'll be looking at. Now we will um, 
we're getting ready to to take a break in 30 seconds and i don't want to start something we can't finish <laughs> i just want to just say this is incredible the convergence yeah. of so many points that come from ground zero and the events that began in 2001 and continue to plague america to this day i see your point fascinating fascinating don't go anywhere second hour we're digging deeper with all kinds of new information with rabbi john Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. Um, We have a very exciting second hour uh, full of insights for you. This is Ali Siadatan sitting in for Richard Sarrett, who is in Greece till November 7th. Um, be sure to go on my website, thinkagainproductions.com, which happens to be down this very second, but it's coming up. Uh, they're, they're working on it. You can watch the documentary, UFOs, Angels, and Gods, which presents a biblical perspective into the UFO phenomenon, the chariots of Elohim. How do the ancient chariots of the Bible, the gods of the nations, the angels, the modern UFO phenomenon, the giants of old, the hybrids of today, and in the middle of the entire saga, the lamb and the lion, how does it all come together to form a single narrative, a single story from the cradle of civilization to the second coming of the Messiah, we may be headed into an age of deception that will involve these beings that may rally the nations into a great cosmic war that is ahead of us. So be sure to sign up for the newsletter and join, hop in, in our, on our se- uh, series on the book of Revelation that is happening right now, Revelations from Revelation. You'll get an audio file for every chapter emailed to you, and in the comfort of your own home, you can explore this amazing book that takes you virtually into every book of the Bible. 400 verses, 800 references to the rest of the Bible. Tonight we have Rabbi Jonathan Kahn joining us, and he is... Just just really just opening our minds to this incredible series of convergences that he's begun documenting a prophetic word that he's received surely from God. It seems too incredible for a person to, to be able to see all of these things um, unless God himself were to unveil the mystery. Starting with Harbinger, um, you know, the 9-11 and the convergences that say that there's more to this uh, falling of the Twin Towers uh, than meets the eye, and then continuing into his new book, Harbinger 2. Rabbi, please tell us, where can people get these books so they can really read it for themselves? Because this is stuff people have to read to understand. Yeah, and 
whatever we do, even though, I mean, we are, I am blessed because we are able to get deep, you know, into this in two hours. But whatever we do, there's so much, of course, so much more that we can't touch on. I can give a taste of it. Um, to get the Harbinger 2, um, it is available everywhere from any, any bookstore, pretty much, everywhere online, from Amazon to every other place, Christian and, not, and secular, it's everywhere. If you go online now, you'll be able to see it. I encourage you again with all these, but also the mystery of the Shemitah is there, the, the, um, the, the original Harbinger is there, and the other books are there as well. So, uh, but I encourage you not only to get it for yourself, but get it to people who need to know and need to hear. So you can get that anywhere. Wonderful. You can also get it on audiobook, which is something that I've taken advantage of when it came to Harbinger 2, and you can listen to it, and it's always something nice about listening to, to things. Um, what is the mystery of the potter's field? Oh, okay. Okay. Let me, well, to do that, let me, if, if it's okay, let me... Um, Speak about because it's going to link up with the plague, and so and this is in the harbinger too. This is in the section of the you know the coming, and the thing is that we we said that you know with with the mystery of um, of Jeremiah when Jeremiah spoke about the judgment, and it was in the nineteenth year he said he spoke about a plague coming on the land, and we we saw same exact thing with America that the template points to 2020 and um, and you know we have you have not only the plague the plague is actually numbered by that number of judgment 19 the 19 year mystery well so with the plague you know no no notice a few things when the plague came when Jeremiah spoke about it it came specifically to the place where the nation had sacrificed its children Okay, so now, now here's the question. America, you know, has sacrificed, as I said, not thousands. We have sacrificed millions of unborn children, literally 60 million unborn children. Where did it, what's the center of this? Where's the center of abortion in America? Where's the center is New York State and specifically New York City. Abortion was led, actually, the, you know, for America to go into this, the, it was New York that led America into abortion. And that became then the abortion capital of America. And so notice something. When the, when the plague came to America, it struck specifically one place more than any other. In fact, it was like, you know, it was like something like, you know, I'm, I'm just speaking kind of randomly here, but like, like uh, 20, 30, 40 percent was focusing on New York. I mean, of all places. So, so the abortion capital became the plague capital. And, you know, not only that, but if you remember, a year before this happened, you know, um, America, actually New York, passed a gruesome law. They, they, they let America, it led America even farther to pass this law where it was to kill children up to the time of birth, if you remember it. And the, and the governor, yes. Governor Cuomo, ordered that the, the harbinger, the tower, one of the few remaining harbingers of the nine, to be lit up pink to celebrate this gruesome thing. So and, and when, when the play came to America, it made headlines. And it made headlines on, all across America on January 22nd. On January 22nd is exactly one year to the date that New York crossed that line and lit up the harbinger. Not only that, January 22nd is the date that the Supreme Court in 1973 
legalize the killing of children, of unborn children in America. So it all just, this is the, again, a biblical, a very heavy biblical principle. And so all this converges. So not only it's the date, it's also the place, New York, on, on top of it. But now, now uh, the potter's field. When Jeremiah made the prophecy, and you can check it out in the Bible, and I get into this in the Harmony too, in the chapter called The Plague, he speaks about a particular place called Tophet, or the Valley of Hinnom. And this is the place where Israel killed their children, sacrificed their children. In America, it matches up, it would correspond to New York. And the thing is that he, he said, um, you, know, you know, in this, he, he said that, that the numbers of those who are going to be killed in judgment are going to be so much in this place, linked to Tophet, are going to be so, so much so that they will not be able to have, they won't even have room to bury them. Well, the thing is that he said this when he gave the prophecy. He did it at the Potter's Gate, overlooking the Hinnom Valley, so, which is where this all took place. So it's the Potter's Gate. It's the same time he gave the prophecy of the potter, and, the, and the, I won't go into it, but the smashing of the potter's vessel. I basically, I, for those who saw the return in Washington, I was led to do that in Washington at that event. So, so it's all linked to the potter, potter's field, potter's gate, potter's, all that, all that. So the thing is that, now here's the thing. When the play came to New York, which is the American version of this, there were so many people dying that they didn't have room to bury them, just like in the prophecy of Jeremiah with the judgment of a nation. So they, they sent out the, the bodies to a, of, of the unidentified bodies to a place, to an island. And the island is called Heart Island, and they buried them there. And the, the name of the place they buried them was Potter's Field, the same, the same named after the very place from Jeremiah that Jeremiah gave the prophecy, which then came to pass in New York. Wow! And so these, this is actually the origins of the Potter's Field and the story yes. of Jesus and Judas and all of that. Yes. Uh, wow! Incredible! Incredible! So the, the, I mean, the convergences are just mind-boggling. There's so many of them; it it it, it really goes beyond the realm of coincidence. You know, the one, two, you think it's a coincidence. I, I this is amazing. Um, what is the connection between these things and the biblical jubilee? Okay, um, the with this when when you know in jubilee, and this is. This also goes back to the Shemitah, because you had the seven-year, the Sabbath thing, and then it adds up to seven times seven. We have 49-year. The 51 is the big you know, thing, which is the Jubilee. Now, the Jubilee was a blessing. It's every 50 years. It's a blessing. But there's also an aspect of judgment in it, and that is that if you took, I mean, first of all, I mean, if you lost your field, you lost your family's possession, you get it back in the year of Jubilee. But there's a, there's a, there's a judgment aspect, and that is it's also a time of restitution. If somebody took your land in the year of Jubilee, it's taken back from them. If they, if they took something from you, it's taken back. Well, well, America, you know, here's the judgment part. America took life. And, and the thing is, when did abortion begin in, you know, when did it really begin in America, abortion on demand? 
Well, it began actually. Well, we we know the Supreme Court legalized it in 1973 across the across the board, but it began in 1970 when when a, 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 just a handful of places, including New York, legalized abortion. And, and again, uh, you know, on demand. And it happened in 1970, particularly New York. New York, you know, again led the way for this all this thing. So it was legalized when 1970. Now. Now, so when is the 50th year of, the, of abortion? When is the jubilee of abortion? Well, it's 2020. 2020, when the plague comes back to New York. And what was taken, life, is now taken from you. And it's also the time when the generation that legalized abortion is coming to it, basically, its end. This is the whole generation of 50 years here. And the thing is that when exactly did New York legalize it? Well, it was on two dates. It was April 9th and April 10th. They took two votes. Well, the, when they did a study of when the peak of the plague came on New York, they, they found, they, they narrowed down two dates, April 9th, April 10th. It was 50 years to the exact date. Wow. So the generation that was responsible for bringing in abortion fell under judgment. And in their youth, they brought in abortion in their old age, uh, they died from the plague that came in response to to their actions. That's what you're saying. It, it is. It is the the principle of Jeremiah, and the, and the, that's right there in Jeremiah. And and not only it's the place. And, and let me say this too. It's not very clearly. And I say this in order. It's not talking about individuals and that individual are being judged who have COVID. Of course not. But it's a but it's a civilization. And and by the way, it's not only America that began. I mean, America led much of the world into abortion. America's one of that that you know the leaders of abortion in the entire world. But, you know, this if you look at the entire world, it's pretty much this generation all over. And notice something about COVID. It particularly struck the old, you know, abortion is a sin of the older against the youngest. Well, well, COVID was a striking of the older and generally the sparing of the youngest. So it was like the exact opposite of what happened there. So, yeah, that is, that is the, the, the jubilee of abortion was 2020 when this all hit back uh, the world in America. So I see the shakings continue from the events of 9-11 to the economic woes of the stock market to the plague that comes in the 19th year, and there is more. Um, now, before there's going to be good news, I hope, coming later in, in our conversation, uh, because the, the impression that I get from the biblical uh, God is that uh, it's the God of love. It's the God of second chances, of restorations, of redemption, um, of renewal. And so I assume that, that there is good. But as we're heading into, to, to all of that, let me ask you a question. There's a scripture that you point to as critical for the present moment, what is it? It is the, the scripture that God gave to Israel, um, actually on the day that it was consecrated. And he said, he said, he, well, interesting, because, it, well, he, he said to Solomon, he said, and many believers know this, but it's crucial. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So this is, this is a promise given to Israel, of course, but the principles apply. If my people, and, and, and some of the key things here are my people, and that right now would be the people of God within these nations, within America, within Canada, within the, um, who are called by my name will humble themselves 
and and pray. Seek my face and pray, and turn from there. Repent. See, repentance begins with God's people. Revival begins with God's people. The key is God's people, and the key, and the key word is if. And notice something. Now, people quote that, but they don't realize something. It says the verse before that. Here, what's the context? The verse before that is this. God says, if. He, he, he says, if I send judgment on the land, and he says specifically, if I send a plague on the land. And so we got the plague. And he says, then it says, if my people. Now, now interesting, I'll throw in another thing here. <laughs> that is, not only do we have the plague, but also, you know, one thing, the other thing in that verse before that, it says, if I send locusts. Well, did you know that 2020 was the year of the locusts? You know, all over, I mean, all over the world, I mean, it was a biblical proportion. It had not been that way in generations. Locusts all over, I mean, it was the year of the locusts. So you got the plague, you got the locusts, and then it says famine. Well, well, you know, that's the other thing also was a year of famine as well, but also we're watching the economy break down, and that, that would be the modern equivalent. So you have all these things. If I shake this land, well, we have the shaking. We have all that. But the question is if. And in the Harbinger 2, I get into... You know, the hope, as you said, of individually, what's the hope for each, but also what is the hope for the nation and how actually God has transformed and changed the history of America, the course of America, based on this scripture more than once. He actually saved, if it wasn't for this scripture and God acting in response to the prayers of his people, there, there would not be America today as we know it. And not only that, it has also happened in our lifetime. I witnessed it, where he changed the history of America and the world based on this scripture. And we can, as we get, you know, we're not going to, of course, do this without the hope part, and we can do that towards the end, but I'll, I can, I will get, you know, I will definitely share what happened. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, this idea that, that God has a relationship with us as conscious beings, and he invites us into the unfolding of the creation, because we have free will. And as he kind of engages our intelligence the way that you are doing tonight, uh, pointing to this ancient mystery of the Bible and showing us how it is actually illuminating the events of 9-11 and appealing to our hearts and minds to respond to God in order to change the course of history itself. Um, fascinating, fascinating. Um, for me, it's fascinating, uh, you know, having having kids, and it, it really does seem like talking to children um, and inviting them into into a better path. Um, you wrote another book, uh, which is called The Paradigm, and in that book, you reveal the mystery behind specific leaders and events of our time including the very controversial leader, Donald Trump. And, and you know, he's such a lightning rod, his name is such a lightning rod and divides people. Can you give us an idea uh, yeah. about, about that book and how it ties into all of this? Yeah. Because it yeah. was Trump came to power we, in the middle of all of it. Yeah, and actually that has continued after the book, which I can, we can go to. So, yeah, the, the, the paradigm is that, you know, not only it's events and things like, well, not only, you know, is it the signs of judgment, but even the people who were there in the, in the days, of the last days of ancient Israel, or the fall of ancient Israel, have, even that is replayed, and there are templates or, or archetypes 
that are actually being fulfilled by modern leaders. Modern leaders have an, have, have an ancient heart type that they're actually fulfilling. And it goes through this whole thing with America, from, the, from Bill Clinton to with Osama bin Laden to, uh, to Hillary Clinton to, um, to Obama. And there's every single one of them follows the, the archetype. I won't go into the whole thing of the, these ancient archetypes and not their, their personality, what they do, the events, even the exact dates when they do things, and even with each one, how long they are given to be on the national stage, every single one of them. Well, one of them is from the ancient, uh, from the Bible, is the, is, is linking up with Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the archetype for America, is the man called Jehu. Jehu was raised up when America was, when Israel was falling away from God, and 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 it was and he was raised up unlikely guy i mean totally despite himself is raised up to fight, to hold back the 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 fall of the nation and he he is he is impulsive you know donald trump's impulsive he's a he's not a politician he's a fighter so donald trump he's wild he's unpredictable he's controversial um, nobody knows what he, what he's going to do next, and the thing is that that and he begins this race to the throne. Jehu. Well, Donald Trump begins a race to the throne, and actually, in in the Bible, it says when they see the chariot being driven by Jehu, they say, "Well, the driving's like that of Jehu. He drives like a madman." Well, the the race to the to to the White House was crazy, and he comes head to head with the you know, I'm talking about Jehu now, the the former first lady. And 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 it, it brings the downfall of the former first lady. Well Donald Trump came head to head with a former first lady who was Hillary Clinton. Everybody said Hillary Clinton was gonna was gonna wipe out, was gonna win. But the the paradigm said this is the book the paradigm that it says that no, she's gonna fall and the Jehu figure or Trump is going to rise. Now Jehu actually makes a, a an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land. So did Trump. He Jehu comes to the capital city with a with a agenda to drain the swamp, so does Trump. And it actually, Ali, is going to get to where we are now. And actually, since the paradigm came out, it, this mystery has continued past the book. It's, 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 it's foreshadowed in the book, but it even lies behind what happened on January 6th in the Capitol. I know we have a break, but we can get into that, which, which, is, which is foreshadowed in the book, but it happened after the book. It is continuing to this day. Absolutely. We'll get into it uh, when we come back from the break. We, we, we're very close. We've got a minute. Um, so let's let's uh, reconvene and we'll continue with the events on Capitol Hill, January 6th. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio. To speak with Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. This is Ali Seratan sitting in for Richard Serrett. We are tonight joined um, by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn from New Jersey. Um, his book, The Harbinger, sold over two million copies when it came out and captivated the imagination of an entire generation, including congressmen, senators, top clergy, and 
and I know I I can see why because if you if you read it, uh, and I recommend that you do, uh, you can buy it on Amazon. Um, it's available everywhere, really. You know, the Harbinger's the foundation, and Harbinger too. You start to see the convergences of how the biblical template is manifesting in the age of America um, at, at a time that is very crucial for world history, uh, and it's 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 something that. Um, uh, I think everyone should really look into. So a series of signs um, uh, and warnings appeared uh, some 20 years ago, and they have continued to amplify, um, leading us all the way to, to the present moment in time. Um, just before the break, um, you were about to tell us about the events on Capitol Hill on January 6th and how that continues to be part of this mystery. Uh, can you share that with us? Yes. Yeah. Now, one of the one of the this is from the paradigm, the book called the paradigm. That is, uh, one of the things about it is we said that the link between Trump and Jehu. Now, now, and and note also also that Trump or, or Jehu was a um, he held things back. It was a reprieve, and he wasn't perfect. He was he was a mix, and this whole thing he was unlikely, but he was used to hold back this total flood. You know, he didn't stop it, but he held it back. Um, and for a time, you know. Now the thing is that that when Jehu got to the capital city, he he came head to head with the Temple of Baal. The Temple of Baal. This is one of the defining acts of Jehu. His reign begins with it. The Temple of Baal was used to to as we said sacrifice children, and so he comes against it. Well, Trump, you know, was clearly against the killing of children. He was very pro-life. He, he sought to defund it. And, and actually, Jehu did that very thing. He defunded the priests of Baal. He cut them off from doing this. Um, and so Trump sought to do that as well. Well, you know, when he came to the Capitol as well. So what happened was when Jehu came to the Capitol, he, he, lit, he destroyed the temple of Baal. Okay. Now, at the, now when Trump when he announced his running, his rise to the presidency, when he announced it, he did it in the summer of 2015. Um, right after that, it turns out there has been, there actually is a Temple of Baal that has existed from ancient times. From, from ancient times, 2,000 years, from the time of Jesus, time of Messiah. But the thing is that that has stood for 2,000 years, but it's about right after Trump, or this Jehu, begins his rise, because the biblical pattern is that Jehu rises, the Temple of Baal falls. When, right after he, he, he began his rise, the temple, the ancient Temple of Baal, crumbled to the ground. It was destroyed right after. So the, the Jehu rises, the Temple goes down. Now, now, that, that was the beginning of Jehu's reign, but now we have, with, with Trump, and, and, and what will happen in the next election is another, another story, but we have a beginning and an end right now, and from what has been. And the thing is that, that could this ancient mystery manifest again? Well, the thing is that, Je, again, Jehu's his rise is linked to the Temple of Baal. Could his end be linked to it? Well, in, does America have a... A national temple, because that was it was it was a temple back then in the capital city. So does America have a, a national temple in the capital city? Well, it does, and it is actually the Capitol building. It's actually called the Temple of Democracy, the American Temple, the 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 People's Temple, the People's. Well, actually, even in the halls of of the Capitol, it says America has no temple, but this one, this is the temple. Well, it's always been called that. 
And actually, the thing is that uh, I won't go into a long thing, but actually part of that temp, part of the Capitol building is actually modeled on the Temple of Baal. I won't go into it, but it's actually modeled. And, and the, the thing is that on January 6th, um, actually was the date that, that the Trump administration officially, you know, the vote came in and the, the, sen- the last Senate, the, the vote for the Senate, the government gate was given into the hands of the Democrats. and the, All this stuff happened that week. And actually that week, that, that Congress was opened up, not with a prayer to God, but with a prayer to Brahma. Brahma is a pagan god, and or Brahman, you know, Brahman, and and so it was actually for the first time the whole Congress was dedicated to a to a, a pagan god, and and the 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 agenda to kill babies or the agenda of Baal indoctrination of children sexual immorality came into power. So really, kind of linking, kind of going to the end of of you know this Jehoran. Well, the amazing thing, Ali, is the same thing from the Bible replays the beginning of the rise of Jehu, the Jehu's reign, and the end of Jehu's reign. So what happens is on that day, what happens is in the Bible, well, actually in the Bible, Jehu calls for a for people to come from all over the country to come to the Capitol building. Well, that's exactly what Trump did, or come to the Capitol. That's what Trump did. Jehu, and this is not about politics, but but here's the biblical template. Jehu then, the, there has men who are linked to Jehu, they're supporting Jehu, they actually lay, they lay siege to the Capitol building or the Capitol temple. Well, that is what happened on that day. Those who were supporters of Trump laid siege, I'm not, we're not endorsing that, of course, we're not, but they lay siege to the Capitol building. And in the account, it says, that when it speaks about those who, who did this, it's, well, let me go before that. The people who were rounded up, the Capitol Police rounded up people who were part of this, and, and of course they would do more after in the days ahead, but, but that week they had a number of people, that they gave the number of the people they arrested for this thing, and they gave it at 80 people, 80 people linked to the Capitol riots. In the Bible, when you read of the people who, who laid siege to the temple, the, the people of Jehu, it says there were 80 men, 80 people who did it, 80 who did it, everything. And so what it's saying is, and here's the, here's the biblical thing, that if the, when, you see the, the, when you see that thing replay, it is now, it wasn't just the beginning of Jehu's reign, now it's the ending of Trump's, and it means that the reign of Baal, the government of Baal, is now in power. Wow. Incredible. Um, you know, I want to just lay kind of the groundwork of where we're going from here. Um, I want to get into, you've told us about the warning uh, to the nations, starting with the United States. I want you to tell us about the hope to the nations as well. Um, you know, when I look at the story of the Bible, it really is one of those happy ending stories uh, where something that is lost is redeemed and restored um, in even a greater beauty than its original state. Uh, so all of this must be taking us somewhere uh, somewhere good. Uh, so I want you to, to open that uh, for us when we come back from, from our next break. And I want to also get into the Middle East, um, what is happening with Afghanistan. Yes. Um, we, you know, we, you've mentioned in one of the videos you've released since the book that, that it was a prophetic sign. It was so dramatic to see. It looked like uh, as though America was nearly retreating and running away. And it was compared to... to to, to the departure from Saigon of people running to helicopters and 
and getting out. Um, and I, I want to ponder that. Now you mentioned the, you know, the um, the rise of Baal. Uh, that is the age that we we have entered since since the end of Trump's uh, presidency, since he represented Jehu uh, and who defeated the the priests of Baal. And now we've come kind of gone backwards. Uh, I wonder if the events in the world. Uh, we saw a great war against Israel. Um, you know, the the from Gaza. Uh, we we see the the rise of an Islamic emirate in Afghanistan. All of these things have happened. We see the economy sinking, inflation rising, and and is is all of this connected to this shift from um, you know the archetype of a Jehu to a, a reign of a Baal. Well, yeah. Well, one of the things is that that uh, what the paradigm would say, and this converges with the harbinger, is because it's actually both of them. You know, uh, Jehu. You know what happened with Jehu with that paradigm, and what happened with the harbinger. They're both concerned the northern kingdom of Israel that ultimately lead, led with, led to judgment. Um, and the, you know what it's saying is that at the you know that Jehu was used the, the times of Jehu again was used to kind of a reprieve to hold things back and that's what happened with Donald Trump it was it was a holding back of these forces um, of apostasy of of you know of actually a war against God. And, it, you know, politically it held it back in many ways, but culturally it continued. So it was kind of like you had this, this, like, this wall of a dam and you had the water pushing against it because without, without repentance and without revival, there is no hope. The, the hope is revival. But if you don't change that, even if you change the politics, you're not going to change the outcome without revival, without a change of heart. That's the whole warning of the harbingers. And so what happened is that when the Trump, you know, when the Trump era ended, and actually really in many ways ended on January 6th, you know, there was this, there was this explosion from one side and the other side. It was, a, you know, it was manifesting the spiritual uh, warfare that was uh, happening in the, in the prophetic realm. Well, it manifested without, without explosion in the earthly realm. Well, since then, if you notice, it, it's been, you know, America has been racing away from God. I mean, it has been, it has accelerated in every way, trying to expand abortion, trying to, uh, you know, to cancel out the Word of God, cancel culture, um, this warfare, uh, you know, trans, you know, what's doing, what it's doing to children, the war against gender. It is, it is, it, yes. you know what? That is what happened to ancient Israel, and as it wow. headed to judgment. Incredible. So the pattern is continuing. We will be back um, shortly, and I want to dedicate kind of when we come back from the break, I want to focus on this revival that you're talking about, this spiritual transformation that should happen in the heart of America that could change not only the United States, but the destiny of the whole world as the head of nations. Uh, a revival in the head of nations would transform uh, the entire planet. Let's talk about that when we come back from the break. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to The Conspiracy uh, Show. Uh, this is Ali Sietatan sitting in for Richard Sarrett who is in Greece and he will be back on November 7th. Um, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn is with us tonight. Um, we were just discussing, you know, this series of judgments that have appeared over the United States. Um, I once 
uh, read in, in an ancient book of Proverbs that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And when I thought to myself, why would God, you know, demand fear of us? What I found out is that there's two types of fear. There is the fear that is the fear of a servant from from his master, a servile type of fear. And that is not the fear spoken of in that passage. But it is more the filial fear, the fear that a son has from his father. Because when your dad says, don't put your hand in the plug... And, and if you're too young and he can't explain electricity to you, um, he just says, don't do that. It's because he loves you. And so there's this idea that, that God chastises those whom he loves. So am I to understand, Rabbi, that these judgments that are falling on the United States are in fact the loving uh, rod, uh, uh, you know, of a father, of a shepherd that seeks to to, to do good to his people. Explain, open that up for us. I, what what's going on? What is the purpose of all of this judgment? Yeah, I would I would say it that you know th- there's a fear that that causes you to run away from that thing or separate and then there's the fear the fear of god it causes you to get closer <laughs> you know and and uh as it yeah it, it, if you look at 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 the pattern the template it, the whole point is exactly that god is ultimately he, he's the god of mercy judgment is his necessity mercy is his heart and the necessity being that he must judge evil you know just the same way when you had you know you had hitler and nazism taking over europe it would be evil to not oppose that, to not to seek to save. So the Lord must, God has to judge evil. He has to end it. But to end it, that's judgment. You know, but his heart is salvation and mercy. And so that's why when you look at the, the, the you know, not only the, you know, the, the template of the harbinger is that, you know, that, you know, here he allows the hedge of the nations, uh, the, the, the nation's protection to be breached, so that there'll be shaking so that he can he can save the nation from the the destruction that's coming so it's a it's you know uh, cs lewis wrote a book called a severe mercy that you know there's mercy but it's a severe mercy he has to because there's nothing else that would do it he sent his prophets he sent his people to ancient israel and they didn't listen you know and in america he sent his word and in the west he sent his word but they're hardening their hearts so it took that for most of us who have come to the lord who've become born again who've been saved it happened by most of us by having some shaking in some way because that's the all we're stubborn it's the only thing that does it so yes it is his mercy that allows that um and and that is exactly what happened you know that that's exactly with not only nations but individuals you know the the word for um to be saved, you know, we look at, well, how, how can we be safe in what's coming and, you know, and, and what's going to come? And, that, and I get the, into that in the Harbinger, too, what's coming and how to be safe. But, but ultimately, the word for, for, for safety in Hebrew is the word Yeshua, which is also the word for salvation and is the name, basically the name of Jesus. The safety is in him. So ultimately, yeah, the heart of God is for salvation. It, it, judgment comes when there's no other way, but judgment will come. The Bible says that we will stand before him. And each one of us, and if we are not saved, then we have, there's judgment. But God's heart is not judgment. God's, God's heart is salvation. So, yes, whether you look at the template, you look at America, you look at nations, um, you look at the end times, the end time prophecy and what's coming, or you look in individually where we're heading. We're all appointed to 
understand there is a judgment that's coming forever, and that's why Jesus, that's why God so much hates judgment in that sense, that he gave his life for us. He took the judgment. That's what Jesus, Messiah, is all about on the cross. So we're never, you know, you, you see the judgment of God there, but you, you also can never see any greater love for you than that. So yes, God is a God, ultimately, who is crying out, be saved. Wow. I see what you're saying. So you're saying that these shakings are a wake-up call to a generation that would not hear any other voice. Uh, so, so God is intensifying the way he's reaching into the nation in order to get the attention of people. Um, one thing that I find fascinating about you know the Hebrew scriptures as opposed to the other religious books that I have studied, and, and I think I've studied them all, uh, both those who are used today and the ancient ones that are no longer used, is this prophetic and historical element that ties the narrative of the Bible together, which is a unique dimension of the Bible. It it's points to a future uh, that is absolutely mind-boggling. The idea that the earth is the incubation chamber, the birthplace of the immortal children of God who are to have a destiny in the future of the creation uh, as, as these agents, as these royal priests. And, and so all of this calling back uh, of, of America, um, it, I guess it is to set people back and on this eternal destiny that would be an incredible blessing to them um, and away from paths that, that would bring judgment. Um, that that's what I'm hearing from you. Well, well, yeah, and and you know, it says God is willing that none should perish, and and the call is not only to a nation; it's it's to each of us. Everybody listening to our voices right now, it's to each of us. Um, we know where we're at. We know if we're with God or with, without. And if we're not born again, we need to be saved. And that is the goal. Yeah, it's ultimately the end. If you would, if you you would say the end game is eternity, and you know, nations are not making it to eternity. Nations are for now. But one day, America is going to be gone. All nations will be gone. But we will. We were made eternal. We'll stand before God. And so, yes, this is a warning. So, not only whether we live to see the, the you know the judgments that are being warned of here, or we we stand on the day of judgment, it doesn't matter. We have to get right with God. You know. And so, this is showing you how real this is. You know, there are people who have read. You know, they read the Harbinger. The Harbinger too, and all. You know, on one hand, there are people who say, "Well, this is scary." You know, on the other hand, there are people who read and say, "You know what? This is so comforting because it's showing us that everything is under control. He is, he is over all these things. It shows you how exactly all these things have happened, and that there's a reason okay. behind it, and there's when a reason come... behind our lives, and there's a call Absolutely. of God. There's a reason, and our part is to say yes. To say, the Lord is calling. He is calling each of us. Our part is to say yes, Lord. What incredible. Amen. Uh, well, we're going we're gonna to take one last break. And when we come back, I want to talk about Afghanistan and the Middle East and how the signs of the harbinger relate to that. The truth will set you free. But first, it will really tick you off. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. Um, I am Ali Sieratan, sitting in for Richard Surrett tonight, and we are having an amazing conversation uh, with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn from New Jersey. Um, his book, as I was saying, The Harbinger sold over 2 million copies 
and captivated the imagination of an entire generation, starting us out on a series of revelations and signs around the events of 9-11 that continue into COVID, that continue um, into the events of today. You also um, just released a prophetic message on YouTube that reveals a biblical warning behind what recently took place in Afghanistan. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, and, and this is going to match up with what I, what I shared about the 19-year mystery, and that is that that you know, and this, and this is you know, this is not you know, this happened after the Harbinger two came out. Yet it is there. It, the mystery is from the template of the Harbinger playing out. We just saw that happen, and as you said, you know, rightly, it was like America retreating. It was like Saigon, and it was a, def- a gigantic defeat. It was a calamity for America. People being killed, and people who had stood for America, America withdrawing. It was a disaster. Um, and so, a number of things. First of all, in in the Harbinger, one of the nine Harbingers I didn't mention was the Harbinger of the terrorist, because when the Assyrians came in. One of the nine. When the Syrians came in to uh, attack the land at the beginning, they weren't just enemies. They were terrorists. The Assyrians are literally the fathers of terrorism. They invented terrorism. Every terrorist in some way is linked to the Assyrians. When 9-11 took place, it was not just the enemies of America. They were terrorists. It was an attack of terror, just as it was in the ancient template. And they, not only that, but they actually came from the same place as the ancient Assyrians. They came from the Middle East. Undoubtedly, some of them had the blood of the Assyrians in them as they came. And, you know, the Assyrians carried out that, their attack, that first strike, speaking the ancient language of Akkadian. Akkadian is extinct now. But there is one language in the world that is the sister language that still exists. That language is Arabic. So here the terrorists of 9-11 carried out their, their attack in the sister language of the Akkadians, the language of the original ones in the Harbinger in the ancient template. So all that's there. Now, the thing is, now, now America was brought, because of this, was brought into the Middle East, actually to the lands of the Assyrians, you know, Iraq and all that. But the first place that we went to was, you know, to, to, uh, to strike back was Afghanistan. One of the things about the Harbinger, one of the mysteries, is that, the, that and it's right there in Isaiah 9.10, and that is that the people are saying, you know, we're not repenting, we're not coming back to God, but we're going we're gonna to fight this off. We're going we're gonna to build back stronger, come back stronger, rebuild stronger. We're going we're gonna to come back at this. We're going to undo this. We're going to undo. So America said the same thing. We're going to undo this 9-11. We're going to, you know, undo. Well, the first thing we did was to undo it, was to go into Afghanistan. And we drove out the, the Taliban. And with it, we drove out al-Qaeda. But the thing is that that has all now collapsed. The thing is that the, what the Harbinger is saying is if you try to beat back the warning of God or the judgment of God without, without repentance, without turning, without coming back to God, what you did to beat it back is going to be all undone. And the first thing was Afghanistan. So it's all going to be undone. So I, for years I'm looking at this and saying, okay, is this all going to be undone? Is Afghanistan, is it going to, is it going to all crumble? What it did again, is Al-Qaeda coming back? Well, it all happened now. 
it happened, and the Taliban returned. Everything we did was undone, and Al Qaeda returned. Not only Al Qaeda, ISIS, ISIS came. In, ISIS came into the picture. It's more dangerous now than it was then, because now you've got you've got Iran on the verge of nuclear missiles, and they and they're not averse to giving them to terrorists. You have Pakistan also with nuclear missiles and being radical. You have all these things in that area now. So it's more dangerous for America. And you have the re- one of the signs is when you see the return of the terrorists, you see the undoing, because that was the end of Israel. That was the destruction. Well, you have now the return of al-Qaeda. It wasn't just Taliban. The al-Qaeda came back. They were part of the fighting. They were, so you have, you have the return of the terrorists. But not only that, this is something I was looking at for years, this is going to happen, and now it did. But not only that, we have that 19-year mystery, that it, it, thing, it happens in the 19th year, or 19 years, when you have the undoing. Well, it happened with Israel, when the terrorists returned in the 19th year. Well, when did this all begin? When did this, the, the, the undoing of what America did, when did it, when, what you saw just happen, when did it begin? It began when American officials arrived in Qatar to begin talks with the Taliban to give up Afghanistan. And they made a treaty, they began a treaty to give it up. All that you just saw began when they arrived in Qatar. So when did it, when did it happen? The date they arrived was September 11th. It was September 11th, 2020. It was 19 years to the exact date. So the exact day, not just the year, the exact day. According to the mystery, that is when it must happen. It all began then. The ancient harbinger, the ominous harbinger of coming things yet to come, has appeared and began on the day appointed. Wow. So the victory of Afghanistan is rolled back because it was attained through the spirit of pride rather than through the spirit of repentance. Yes. And that is part of you know how this works. Um, it's interesting. I was just reading in the Financial Times on Friday. It says, U.S. warns that Islamists in Afghanistan could attack America in six months. That's what the article says in the Financial Times, you know, one of the most important economic newspapers of the world. I took a picture of it because, uh, you know, I was getting ready for, for, for this interview with you, and I thought, oh, this tie, ties right in. U.S. warns that Islamists in Afghanistan could attack America in six months. So if that were to happen, it's really a rolling back because now that takes us all the way back to the original a terrorist attack, which started the whole thing. So that yeah, would be really... Yeah. And, and, even, and Ali, I didn't know that. I didn't see that article. That's tremendous. But, you know, with, tying in with this, exactly, because what it's saying is that everything... What the, what the whole thing on Isaiah 9 and 10 is, is that everything that happened that Israel did, that to, to without repenting, without turning back to God... Everything they did is going to be undone, and the same the warning is for America. The answer is is God. The answer is repentance. The answer is revival. And and without that, it, there is no hope. With that, that is the hope. Yes, I think you you mentioned Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen that the ter- that if people humble themselves, if those who are called by God's name humble themselves and turn to God, God will then heal their land. Um, and, and so it seems that the strength that America is looking for doesn't come from its own might, doesn't come from its own prowess, uh, doesn't come from its own military, doesn't come from its own chariots, doesn't come from its economic might, its political influence, its ingenuity, 
it comes from the foundation, the God of America, that should be the source of American revival and continued American power is a return, a national repentance uh, towards the God that made America great. That, I think, is, is the heart of what you're telling us. Here. That is the only answer, and that is the foundation. Without that, there is no hope for America. With that, that is the answer. And, and again, whatever happened, we've got to pray for that you know, and hope for that. And that is the warning. Right now, America's been racing away from God. We've got to pray for it. That is following exactly what thought began in the Harbinger, Isaiah 9, 10, exactly that. But you know, the thing is, remember, for everyone listening, listen, it's ultimately you and God. And the same thing as, as what Ali just said, it's that our only hope is also with returning to God. doesn't matter who you are, that's it. It's not anything else. You're not going to... It is only that. He is the only hope. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, for joining us. It was an incredible conversation. Anybody who wants to buy The Harbinger 1 and 2, go to Amazon and order it, read it. It is incredibly comforting to see the hand of God at work on the stage of history. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Ali. Well, Richard will be back on the November 7th from Greece to tell us all about his trip. We look forward to hearing from him. Have an amazing evening and join us next time on The Conspiracy Show. podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.